<laughs> yes, we are here now in the Social with Rocky House. Good morning. Thank you for being here. This is going to be one of those exciting times where we're going to have a great time talking about email content marketing. So this is going to be something that you're going to enjoy. And I can't wait for you guys to learn a few things that we can, you know, talk through today. So, and I have an offer for you. I have a really good offer that you will love. And um, if you guys don't take this offer in 24 hours, that's on you. So I'm going to put the link in, the, not in the chat, but the top of the room, but I don't want to confuse the audience right now. So I'm just going to let you guys um, come in the room, share the room on, you know, on other platforms and uh, we can definitely take it from there. So email marketing, <laughs> this is going to be very exciting because email marketing can get stressful. It can get overwhelming. It can get to the point where you don't want to send an email. You might cringe if you send an email. So today I want to show you how email marketing works for your business and how you can apply it successfully and not haphazardly because there's a difference between the two. You have to do it in a way that can actually attract the right people to your audience. So definitely I'm going to give you some insights on how to do that today. And I'm going to be practically giving you something to do as an action step so that you can actually take action today and run it. Hey, Giovanni, welcome. How you doing, man? It's good to see you here again. What's popping? Everything's good, Favor. You know, I've been um, thinking to myself that we should really tag team one of your SEO rooms one day. But um, outside of that, excited to be here. Um, I got to stick with where the live rooms are. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm just following everyone, making sure that I can hear people talking in real time. Exactly. That's what I was literally thinking about when we talked about in the town hall. I was like, I'm glad that they are focusing on that. They want to make it more consistent. I just don't get why Clubhouse has all of our emails, but they can't send a mass email to everyone to invite them back into the app, you know, if there's something special they can do. And that that's what I would do if I was in their team. But who am I? You know, I'll just keep keeping my suggestions over here, but I just feel like they would have maximized it because there are so many users that could have been on this app. I mean, there are still people on the app, but well, that's for Clubhouse. That's not even the room <laughs> discussion for today, but I'm glad that we're doing this and I'm glad there are live rooms and we can see all this amazing stuff going on today. So I'm excited you guys are here. Welcome, Travis Michelle. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Rocky. Um, good to see you as well. My friend Ken is here as well. Good to see you. Uh, Kimmy, it's good to see Yana's popping in. So yeah, we're going to get this started. And I'm going to start off with, I'm going to start off with this question. And I'm not going to say put a one in the chat. I want you actually to type it. In the chat, right? If you run a CRM, if you have a CRM, if you send emails, put the name of the platform that you use in yours. I'm going to start off with mine. I'm going to start off with mine. So I'm going to put it there so that you guys can follow through. All right. So put in the chat, what platform you use, like what CRM do you use to send emails? So um, as you guys are putting it in, I'm going to ask everyone in the room on stage from Giovanni to Rocky. If you do, then just let us know and then why. So I'm going to get back to the chat after everyone answers. So starting with you, Giovanni. Giovanni going once, Giovanni going twice. Yeah, right. hey, sorry about that. 
Giovanni here. Uh, going over a radio talk show script with my wife. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll assist you better. And the results are just god-awful. My goodness, I don't know who wrote it, but yeah. Uh, around these parts, I am the person that talks the most about Facebook. I love talking SEO, but I always do that when I've got, like, favor by my side because I feel like a super superhero when I do it with him. So, yeah, I'm just going to shut my mouth now because though, um, trying to multitask and obviously failing at that, it is not in my disposition. So, I'm glad that you cleared that out because I was going to ask you the question that I started off and you, I don't think you were next to your phone. So I didn't know about that. I was going to ask, and I wanted to start off with you and then go down through Rocky is what CRM do you use if you send emails and why? Okay. Uh, my bad. Obviously not paying attention in class. <laughs> so um, I use, what's this system over here called again? On, well, on this one website that I'm looking at right now, we use um, Fluent CRM and we mix Fluent CRM with Fluent Forms and their payment setup, their, their S, SMTP setup that is Fluent SMTP. So it gives like this one unilateral approach to bringing leads in, collecting payments through the forms, but then also grabbing all their email information at the same time. And the good thing about it is we only pay for that what, $148 and you get everything unlimited for the entire year. So yeah, that the one that I'm looking at right now, that's what we use there. Nice, nice. Thank you. I've, I don't think I've heard of that one. Um, just put in the chat the name because I wanted to see that as well. Thank you. Travis Michelle. If you're speaking, you're on mute, Travis Michelle, but she might be busy. Okay, I'll come back to you, Travis Michelle. Lisa? Oh, you're back. All right, go ahead. Sorry, right, I'm driving a stick ship, and I was trying to, like, uh, get away from people. But anywho, uh, I use Go High Level, and the reason I use it is user-friendly. I have tried several others, and I could not navigate it very well. And now that I'm on Go High Level, it, it tags, it, um, I can bulk, I can just do so many things and make it pretty if I want to add stuff. It's just really user-friendly. So for me, I use Go High Level and the support that they give. Plus, it's uh, the most cost-efficient because it's $97 a month for me and I get um, everything included and now even Thank you. Thank you, Travis Michelle. Yeah, Go High Level is bomb. It's really, really bomb. Lisa? Hi. Good morning, everyone. I use a Weber. Uh, the coach that, uh, that I had at the time that helped to set up everything for me recommended a Weber for me. I found that it's user-friendly. Um, my click rates are good. You know, my open rates are really fantastic. So for now, it, it works until I find something better. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Rocky. She might be awake because she managed. Oh, all right, go ahead. Nope. I'm here. 
you caught me right before I got in the car. Um, yes, I use Go High Level as well. Um, and you, I have a question for you because you're saying CRM, but you're also saying email marketing. You know, there's a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. Because I want to just know when it comes to email marketing, what, because the content today is based on email marketing, but that also falls in line because I know some platforms are CRM based and some are just email marketing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, because I was going to say maybe um, if you could clarify the difference for people, because I know a lot of people hear, hear the word CRM and they don't even know what it means. Um, but yes, I use Go, Go High Level for email marketing and for um, customer relationship management. So same reason Travis Michelle has it. Um, easy to use, sorry, easy to use, easy, easy to manage stuff. And I can segment my audience and all the great things. So, yep. And I'll pass it back to you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to clarify that too. For people who don't know what a CRM is, it's a customer relationship management tool. And that is a place where you can actually do a lot more than just email marketing because there are platforms that do email marketing by themselves. And there are some that do everything plus email marketing. So it depends on how stretched you want to go and what you want to use for your business long term. But if you're thinking about sending emails, you definitely need to have an email marketing platform that you have connected to your domain as a property owner that you can send emails through broadcast wise and get people to actually respond back to your email because they're receiving it with a high deliverability rate. So the reason why I also use Flowdesk, and I think I'm the only one in the chat that wrote Flowdesk, is one, I've been with them since beta. So I'm I'm big on loyalty. And when they started off with beta and how I even got to know about it was through LinkedIn, because I connected with someone on LinkedIn. Her name is Emily. And from there, you know, invited her to the podcast. We talked about email marketing. That's an episode we did in 2021. So it's really far back into our episodes. And we talked about email marketing. And at that time, Flowdesk was not even public. They were so new. They were in beta and they were as they were charging literally 19. They actually had your first year free. And then on top of that, they now said, okay, after that, you'll be paying $19 a month um, for unlimited subscribers. I was like, this is too good to be true. Because at that time, MailChimp was popping, Constant Contact was popping, Active Campaign, Aweber. You know, all these other big, big, big companies, you know, were in the way. And when I heard Flowdesk, I was like, you know what? I'm an alpha beta tester. So I'll go in when it's early and I want to see it grow. That's why I'm on Clubhouse too. So I literally got into Flowdesk and I was like, this is cool. The aesthetics are nice. And then what caught my attention is that they partnered with Amazon, uh, Amazon SES. So pretty much what that means is that they've partnered with Amazon as a third party so that when people send emails through their Flowdesk platform, you get high deliverability rates because Amazon, you know, they pride on quality and high deliverability and customer experience. So Flowdesk partnered with them and that's what caught my attention. I was like, okay, this is big. So now they've grown and now you can pay a, a, between like 32 bucks a month to about 64 if you want the checkout option too. So I've been with them and I've also put my clients on as well, and they've never turned it off. Whenever I put it on their platform, they're like, we're keeping it there because it's it works. It's active. They send an email. It gets through them. There's no hassle in between. And now they've added new features. You know, So everyone has their own platform. I've tried others. I've seen the others as well. They're all great. You know, not, I'm not saying everybody should use one platform. Everyone should use what works for them. 
And that's what it should be. Because when you're sending out emails, those emails that you're sending are going to be signals that show that your business is active. I'll say that again. When you start sending emails to your audience, it shows that your business is active. The reason why your business is active is because you have a community to speak to, right? When you think about new sites, right? These are new sites that you want to push up. Just yesterday, I'll shout out to John because I heard about this from him and he's in Podcast Pros and I always wanted to give you know credit where it's due and he's been using it for about 10 days and I talked about it yesterday and I'm bringing it up again today when it comes to emails and also specifically, specifically when it comes to content marketing is when you start to build your marketing campaigns, most of the things that you'd be sending people within those emails are links, right? Put a one in the chat if you send out links with your emails and then put a two in the chat if you don't send out links in your emails. I just want to clarify what I'm saying. Put a one in the chat if you send an email and that email has a link that you expect someone to click on and then put a two in the chat if you feel like I'm just sending the email just to check up on you. Okay. All right. So we got a lot of ones. So my point is clear too, and we're all on the same page, that when we send an email, we know that that email is supposed to do something. It's supposed to create an action, it's supposed to have a next step. And I love that, you know, you talked about pipe drive. I haven't heard about that. Stacy, can't wait to talk to you about that. Um, Iona convert kit. That's a good one. Rocky said, go high level. Rashida is MailerLite. That's a good one too. Convert kit as well with Anisha. Sharon said, keep. I've heard about it as well. I haven't gone into it, but I know it's a good platform. It's reputable. Aweber is really good too. Lisa and Ken also said convert kit and active campaign. Now, okay. So Ken, why do you have two? <laughs> oh, that's something I want to, does anyone else have two email? I, there has to be a reason. And I um, hope Ken can speak because that's a really good one. Um, and I appreciate that, that feedback. Ken, we'd love to know why two. Oh, I have something favor really quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, you guys, make sure that you're not using your same email address and switching to different email platforms. Because when you do that, then the powers that be, I don't know who that is, will often mark your email address as spam. And then whatever platform you are, if you're sending from it, then they're going to automatically mark you as a promotion or spam because you're switching between so many um, so many platforms. I've experienced that and I've had a call with somebody that helped me clear that up. Um, so there's something to think about. Oh, that's a good one, Rocky. Yes, yes. It shows your authenticity as a business. And that's why I said even earlier, it shows that your business is active. When you're registering with the state and you're registering your, like here in Georgia, every year you're supposed to, you know, pay a fee for your LLC or your S-Corp or just for your corporation so that you can also be in the good books with, and you're in good standing with your state, right? And you're making a payment, but how they respond back to you is through email. They'll give you some time, some leeway, and you'll be able to receive that through your email. So if your email is jacked up and you can't receive that email and you can't make that payment, your business is not active, your bank account is frozen, it's, it gets bad. So what Rocky said is so important and don't let that get over your head, guys. Passing it to you, Ken. Oh, good morning. Um, well, the reason I use two is specifically because of the automations and active campaign. They get a lot, uh, they get more granular. 
meaning that I can set hours in Active Campaign, where in ConvertKit I can set days. So if I wanted something to send a sequence of emails, depending on whether it's a launch or there's a webinar or even there's a, a real time response, I can have Active Campaign send a automated email within hours of something as opposed to waiting to the next day, which is the default selection, which I've used in ConvertKit. Oh, so, okay. So they're for two different purposes. Yeah. One of them allows you to now, really get specific. Like if you're running a short campaign or let's just say you want someone who responds or opens or lands on the page to get an automated email and then a follow-up in a few hours because of whatever time sensitive material or lead magnet that you're promoting. Active campaign lets you do it within hours, especially when it comes to follow-up and even abandoned cart stuff. That is true. And that's where that automation comes in as well. Thank you so much for that, Ken. Um, for those who haven't heard Ken speak before, I used to run rooms like this with Ken uh, back in 2021, I think in exclusive networking with Marciano back then and, you know, all the other amazing people. That's I think I met Rocky. I think in between that, it was just like, you know, big rooms and big conversations. And we had those amazing rooms and Ken was one of them that I connected with and he's amazing. So you guys make sure you reach out to Ken and connect with him too. He's, he's, he's a great person. I even met him in person too. That was a, no pun intended because I rhymed in between the two. I'm feeling like a Tondra this morning, <laughs> with the rhyming and the remix and everything. But yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's so much you can learn about email content marketing. And I want you to really take this lesson today as a point of reference to start actually acting on your business. Because when you start to use these email platforms, guess what? You're paying for your domain. You're paying for the hosting platform that you use. You're paying for any subscription that you add, right? If you're using WordPress, for example, you might be paying for some plugins, some subscriptions. You know, we do that as well with some clients. You may be paying for some things. Those are your costs. Those are your expenses, right? You may be paying for the CRM that you're using. You may be using a platform that's just email marketing and you're using that platform and you're spending money on it on a monthly basis or a yearly basis, right? You're paying for all these things, but you forget that the content you're sending to these people is going back to base, which is your website. And content marketing with emails is one of the best things you can do for your business because you will always be top of mind. We look at uh, Fashion Nova, for example, for those who are, you know, subscribed to them, they send you blasts on a daily basis. Like it's not even a joke. It's to the point where it gets annoying, but you know that they're really pushing the brand and you can hear them talk about it. So people will be like, oh, they're annoying, they're annoying, I'll unsubscribe. Yeah, I'd rather get 3,000 opens, 500 clicks, and two unsubscribes than not post at all and not know what's going to happen. Because we have this imposter syndrome where we're like, oh, someone's going to unsubscribe, someone's going to unfollow. Guess what? The more people unsubscribe, the, the cleaner your list gets the better your list gets. It's like, oh, this person wasn't meant to be here. You know, you can decide to be here or not. But if they're open, if you're getting more open rates and more click rates, you start boosting your traffic. I was surprised yesterday. I sent an email and the click rate was about 5%. It's still going up. The open rate was over 45%. And it's because I've decided initially, I'm like, okay, I send out emails, but I don't send them as much as I used to. Before I could send one email in two months. That was me. I could send an email today and then I won't send another email because I'm like, nah, I don't think I should send it. And I have drafts and I'm like, this email should be going. 
But because I'm not sending it, I'm stopping myself. I'm stopping, you know, what's happening. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to start sending emails. If you unsubscribe, cool. If you don't, cool. Because I know that if you watch this video, if you listen to this podcast, if you come on this show, if you learn something new, then the day you're ready to take action, at least you have your arsenal ready. Because you can't be ready for battle or war, or you can't be ready for something that's coming if you don't prepare for it. You can't prepare to record a whole movie or do a whole series or, you know, build a whole season out without, you know, building out the parts. You can't start a movie without having a script. You can't build a house without having a blueprint. The same way you can't send an email without having content. So if you have content that you can give people and you can actually give them information they can learn and take action in, then that changes everything. I'm going to send, I'm going to put a link up here for you guys today because I'm feeling very generous and it's only going to be for 24 hours. So I'm going to put it up when it gets to about 1130. That's in about 16 minutes. So I'll put this up. I'll put the link up. So I don't want to interrupt the room yet on that topic specifically. But when you think about your emails, right? And you think about what you're sending as emails, you have to position yourself and ask yourself, how are these emails being received? Is it text only? Is it heavy based on images? Is there a video? Is there a call to action? Is there a preview text? Did you send a test to yourself? Sometimes we just click send. And <laughs> I just thought about something that happened. I, I received an email and someone had an email saying click here and uh, there was nothing to click on. It was, it was broken. And then there's another email that came after that that's saying, oh, oops, here's the link. To me, <laughs> it's like having a typo in your email or in your resume or in your research paper. You know, you can't have those things. You have to proofread. And sometimes you may be oversight. You're like, oh, I didn't see that. Or, oh, I mean, mistakes happen, but don't let it happen twice. Because when you start showing that your business, it's the brand that they see that you're showing them. If you send an email and, they, and you tell them click here and that link you click turns into an, a 4-4 error, you're in trouble. They won't tell you. <laughs> they wouldn't tell you, but they will never click that email again. They might even not subscribe because they're like, what, what? this person didn't test their own email. Go to mail-tester.com. I'll say that again. Go to mail-tester.com and send a test to yourself and get to see whether your domain, your DNS record, your email deliverability, your content, your links are active. That you can get about, I think, three to five free trials as far as sending a test email to yourself because we send it to ourselves so we can see how it looks like, right? But you also want to see what it looks like technically. Because if you write something in your emails and your emails have spammy text, right? Then you might end up in the promotions tab. Not because your email sucks, but because you just didn't pay attention to the signs and the words that you say. That's why SEO is so important because people search with intent. So if I'm searching with intent and I'm creating in intentional practices that will allow me to get people to click and have that high click rate, it's because I intentionally wanted you to make sure that as you're clicking on this link, this link is actually what you want to learn about. That's why it's called anchor text. That's why table of contents has anchor text, because when you anchor a text, you're anchoring the information that is within that text. 
saying that this is what you want to learn about. So click here to learn about this. So when you fill in this, that this becomes what they click on and that becomes what they actually actual um, they act on. And when they act on those things, then you build those interactions with them and you're like, okay, they clicked on this link 16 times. They clicked on this 10 times. They clicked on this two times. So I'm going to slash off the two and I'm going to keep the 16 and 10 so I can put the two and split it in between the 16 and 10. That's how it works. Lisa, do you have a question? Yes, I do. Um, Anchor has a way where you can send it to yourself, but you're saying you got to go beyond checking it your, yourself and within the system, With right? With that, usually most platforms, they usually have it where you, you'd say, okay, send a preview test. So you send a test to yourself, you, you actually get the email. Like all, all platforms, they all do. I think that's a rule of thumb. They all do that. They, you can just put the email address that you want to send it to and you send it to yourself. Some email platforms don't even allow you to send an email as a test unless, unless you have opted in, you know, natively so that you can actually get it. I had an experience like that before with, you know, with a client and we're like, oh, okay, this is a little different. So I always learn something new every day. So with your platform, you can send a test to yourself by putting your email and you receive it. But I don't think platforms go to the extent of actually giving you like granular details as far as like values, numbers, graphs, not really graphs per se, but like it gives you like a color code to show you exactly whether your email is in the red or it's in the green. That's what that platform does. Gotcha. Thank you. I did not know that you could do that. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Another thing too is emojis, right? We're talking about email content marketing. I don't know what you're going to write. I'm not here to tell you what to write. I'm just showing you that what you use to write should be used extensively so that you can get your open rates higher, right? When you send an email with emojis in your subject title, your subject line, they do way better than when they don't have any emojis on them. That is something that has been tested, it's been proven, and it's still being tested because you have to keep testing, right? It's not like it's a one fixer, upper, everybody fixed, you know, green light. It's not like that. You have to test it. You have to test it yourself to see, does it work for my brand? Does it work for my industry? Does it work for my business? Does it work for me? Does it work for them? For me, it does. And I've tried it out. I've sent an email twice and I sent one with an emoji, the other one without. And I realized the one with the emoji actually did better. Not because there was anything special about the email. It's because the attention was based on what people saw. If I give you a shocking face or an eyeball emoji, or I give you something that you're crying or looking at, you know, I could put something that shows, you know, TV or soccer or something. You're going to look at that emoji and you're going to look at the text again and your brain will kind of like calm down in a way, because when you imagine reading someone, <laughs> actually put a one in the chat, if you've gotten someone sending you a text message and it's in all caps, do you feel like they're shouting or you just feel like they're talking to you like they normally talk? Put a one in the chat. I just want to see. Hell yeah, they're yelling at us, taking all their aggression out on us in a text message. <laughs> you see, you see what I'm talking about? It, it brings that emotion, like who you think you're talking to? Like you start, you start going crazy because you are calm, before you read that message and now that you read that message you're so heated up and you're like whoa okay it did escalate this quick you know it's literally like yeah i don't want to say that word but yeah it gets to that point where you're like okay yeah now this person is really tripping you know so if you send an email like that 
that's that i mean you can test it out but it's loud of course definitely don't do that in your copy because that that's just a write out on unsubscribe you know really that's to me i mean someone else may take it differently but for those who said i wanted the chat too i agree <laughs> you see like richard said yes <laughs> you see it literally hits home you like you can see it it's there right and it, it it makes it's a bold statement that's why even the word seo seo is not s and then small e and then small o it's it's a big word you know people see that and they're like oh okay okay you know but you can break it down into on-page seo you know other things franchise seo you can always do those things differently but when you start sending out emails start paying attention to the words that you say and before you even say those words research the words that people are already talking about you know what are they already saying if i ask you a question i asked this yesterday if i said do you know how many people they are in the world right now you'll be like huh how many people are in the world right now you're now thinking but if i tell you there are over 8 billion people now in the world you're like okay maybe i didn't know that maybe i know that okay someone told me that before i found that out some days ago and you keep going like there was no spark in your brain so imagine if you send an email with a subject line that has a question mark and has an emoji you've literally compounded your open rate because you have applied the concept of strategy you've applied the concept of reality you've applied the concept of curiosity now you're actually giving people a chance to speak with you or connect with you because you're like oh okay like right now i'm, I'm doing a series right this series that we're on right now you know, here on Clubhouse, which I, you know, move over to, you know, the podcast and also move over to email and, you know, bring that back into the fold so that we also have links that we can share, you know, all together is because I want to also do this as a case study and also elevate everybody else because there's always, it's not just me, you know, we're all going to send emails one day. We're all going to receive emails. We're probably receiving emails as we speak, right? But it's not every email that you open. So the ones that you're going to open are the emails that you actually see that has that sparks curiosity that actually softens the voice, the brand voice and humanizes the brand. So when you do those three things and you're pushing information, you're letting people see it. You know, there's a there's something that actually elevates your business long term. I had a podcast interview with someone and her name is Leah. And she was saying that if she sees an email that she opens and she scrolls down, this is just her. She's not really going to read it. That's just her. If she gets an email and that email is not past the fold and you have to, she has to scroll down past it. She knows, okay, I'm not going to open it because that's her. She just wants to read the text, read the copy, get the image, get the information, take action, click the link and keep going. Because sometimes when you send an email that's really, really long, they may not read it. They may just read three lines and they're like, okay, got it. Click the video. And it's even better when you have a video in your email. So that email actually allows you to connect. Flowdesk does that. If I have a YouTube video, I'm going to literally put that YouTube video into my thumbnail. And as you open the email, you see the thumbnail and that thumbnail will allow you to actually watch the video on YouTube. So when you click on it, they're like, oh, okay. So I literally say, here's a video talking about that, da, 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 da. click here to read the blog, or you can watch the video below. I've said that in literally less than 30 seconds, but you've taken action to the point where you're not eye fatigued and now you're actually curious because you want to watch this video. I didn't tell you anything in the email. So your goal is not to send emails with long copy or send them with this or that. You can do those things. Test it out. I'm not saying don't do it. Try it. You know, your audience may just like one line. They may just like one link. 
Some people throw all the links in the world in the emails and they don't know which one is going to work. Sometimes that's why even when you when you write a blog too, you want to be focusing on the the links that you put in your your blogs because if I put 10, you know, links there, I don't know what you're going to click on. It's it's like a whole link tree, right? I mean, it looks great, but if you directly tell them, "Hey, click this link, click this, and then click that." You've helped them navigate that process because people want to be told what to do, even if it sounds really bad, but that's what marketing is. Do this, do that. Click here, sign up, do that because it's a point of action. It's a, it's like social currency, right? If you don't do it, then that action was not taken. If it wasn't taken, then that KPI was not achieved. So you want to look at it from a business standpoint and ask yourself how your business can grow so that you can actually build out for yourself. I wanted to pause for the next five minutes before I, you know, add the link and then pass it to you, Travis Michelle, because I saw your eyes going crazy. So I wanted to ask if you had a suggestion, question, or something to add. Ooh, okay. She may be far from a phone too, because she's driving. Okay. Interrupt me when you like to ask a question yeah yeah of course yeah um in terms of getting people to click on things in your email is it best to have the hyperlink where you know it's highlighted and you know that blue or is it best to use one of those click buttons oh good question so for me I have seen both work. If you have both, oh, Giovanni said he'll be back. Okay, daddy mode. Okay. So you can use both if you want to. And you can also try to, you know, use it individually. Like I'd say test it. That's what I like to do, especially with emails. And email, emails for me are like the best place to test because if it goes wrong, it went wrong right? You can correct as long as it wasn't a, a broken link or bad in information or false information, then you're good. If it didn't work, at least you tried, right? So what I would say is send an email within a 12 hour cycle, right? Prioritize it based on the one that is important to you as far as the button or the link. And then you say, okay, 7am, I'm going to send the one with the button. And then 7pm, I'm going to send the one with the link. And then I know with Flowdesk, why I love it so much is that after 24 hours, you can resend the same email and that email will literally turn into, uh, it's like a sub email that you receive. It's like, you didn't open it before when you put the RE next to it, it literally sends it over to you and they are like, oh, okay, I, I skipped this email and people still click on it. So that actually extends my click rate and open rate as a campaign by itself. So if you send an email within a 12 hour cycle, Lisa, and you realize that, okay, people are clicking more on the button, I would say, okay, next day, I'm going to flip the switch, right? I'm going to start off with the link in the morning. I'm going to end with the button in the evening. And then look at those two, right? And see which one did better. You've sent four emails, two templates, one message. So if you do that and you flip that and you actually see that, okay, people are clicking on the buttons more than the links, then I'll stick to the buttons. If they're clicking more on the links for the buttons, I'll stick more to the, you know, to the links or vice versa, really. So when you use that method, it actually helps you exchange those things. And then it gives you more clarity over time if you really want to take action on those things for your business. And there are so many ways to go about it. But sending the emails to me, I've realized if you use both, they work. 
But what I've, I've come to actually see, and that's why I had a 5.1% click-through rate or click rate is because, and that click rate is coming within the email, the open rate is coming before you click into the email. So why I got that high click rate is because I use social links now within my email. And I also use actual hyperlinks because those hyperlinks are anchor text based. So if I'm talking about like, you know, download, because for those who are going to sign up, you know, very soon, you're going to, you know, get that email and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. You'll see the button there and you'll be able to click on the button, but you can also click on the link. But those are the only two things you'll see. And you might see social media icons, but that's in another email. But when it comes to like really getting people to pick on the link to click on, you want to focus on which one are you looking at and giving priority to. And then the color, like you said, also makes sense. Because for me, I realized with blue, it makes sense. Because look at this, Google, whenever you go on Google, they have, I think, three or four colors on their logo, right? But they use blue as the link that you click on, you know, within Google search. So it just makes sense to click on blue because blue also shows trust. You know, that's why banks use blue with their logo to, you know, signify trust. So it all goes into the psychology and the marketing. So I use blue because I know some people use their color because it's their brand. They can use pink, yellow, brown. You can do anything you want. But for me, I go with blue because I know that just increases the trust and because it has worked before and people click on the link, I don't want to confuse my audience because I changed the color from blue to red. You know, so I can do that in between maybe once in a while, but I should be focusing more on what's working and then doubling down on that. What do you think? That sounds about right. And I was going to say something that I was told, I don't know how true it is, is that when people see red, they think to stop. So to not use red, um, you know, if you want someone to click on a certain link, what do you think about that? I think that comes into the urgency. Like for me today, there's an email I'm going to be sending out and there's going to, the, the color is red. So I'm really giving you guys a heads up. The color is red. And I usually use blue. So if I use red once, that means as a business, as a brand, the color also signifies what I do with my messaging. So we're not just choosing colors, you know, in between that. So if you're using red and I know that, okay, this is a link that if I click on, it's going to be only for 24 hours. If I come here 48 hours after and that link is not working, you know, it's not working because that red is like a stop sign. So it's telling you take action. It's also telling you to stop. It's kind of like a like a double entendre, if I put it in like a musical way. So if you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how I would see it. And that way allows you to also connect with people and also shows your brand in a subtle way too. Yeah, Ken, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I know you're big on strategy, color, design, even your background is full of purple and yellow. So let's, let's talk. <laughs> Um, as far as color selection, I think one of the rules of thumb that I've always used is anything you want to call attention to has to be a completely different color than anything else on your page. So that's why you'll probably see just as a rule of thumb blue, because traditionally white emails were, or emails had a white background um, way before dark mode and such, um, that blue really jumped off the page. So just about any color is going to call attention if that color doesn't exist anywhere else in your email. And that rule of thumb goes for web pages landing pages, everything else. If your primary colors are orange and red and I don't know, yellow, then using blue or green for your call to action or links is gonna draw that customer's or visitor's attention to it. So 
any color other than what's commonly in your email and your brand is going to work. I think so too. What do you guys think in the chat? Put in the chat, you know, what color do you use in your emails? Because I know a lot of people said one. That was a good one, Ken and Lisa too. Put in the chat, if you send an email, what color do you use to highlight your call to action? Whether it's a button or it's a link. I want to see that in the chat really quickly because I think that will also help us you know, get to see what we're talking about today. Let's see, let's see. Okay, blue. Okay, Lisa, Richard, blue. Okay, blue's winning. Let's see what color. I wanna see, I wanna see this. This is gonna be really exciting. Okay, I'll give you guys a few more. Oh, blue, wow, Stacy and Kimmy, blue. wow. You see, <laughs> the blue is, is so different now. Wow, blue, sometimes green, red and green. Okay, Empress. Um, Burton's <laughs> like that. Yes, um, I, I definitely see that. Okay, so we can definitely see that blue wins, um, red, and sometimes green. Yeah, I knew it was buttons. I was just messing around with the word. The typo was funny. But yes, definitely blue is the way to go because it just builds out trust. And then if you also want to take it a step further, like for me, when you get this email, you're going to see a blue link, you'll see a red link. Now, blue link will show you that, okay, here's something I can read. And then the red link is here. You can actually take action, right? So when you see that, you're like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense as a business on why I need to, you know, build out my strategy and, and build it out in a way that actually gives me, you know, long-term success. So there's a way you have to focus on giving people quality in your email so that when they actually sign up to your emails, they can actually enjoy what they're getting. Because when you give out emails, you want to think about, okay, if I'm sending an email and you're taking action here, then what's that? what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? So you want to start thinking about it from that perspective and building out your structure as well. When you send out an email too, right? You're sending out an email to send a message, to actually raise a signal. That's why whenever you, you know, get a newsletter from LinkedIn, or you get a YouTube video from someone who, you know, posted on your content, you're going to get that email directly because it's like, hey, your your favorite subscriber, your favorite channel, you know, posted this or someone commented on your, you know, channel or somebody commented on your video. You're getting those email notifications because those are signals. So if you have signals that you're sending daily, just like we need signals for communication, right? We need signals. If our signal is janky, then we can't really connect, right? So if you're sending signals to your email list, that is an indication that your business is active. And that is so subjective too, because some people thrive on referrals and you know traditional marketing, which is also still good. You know, it's all marketing is good marketing. But at the same time, if you think about the long-term effect of your business, especially building out your list, let's say they want to evaluate your business. One of the things they're gonna look when they're valuing your business or auditing your business is gonna be the list that you have because that's the community that you have. Social media is gonna be part of it too. So if your email list has 3 million subscribers, that also sh shows that how big you are. If it has 300 subscribers, it's gonna show how big it is. It's gonna show all those things. And, and yes, size does matter when it comes to your list, but what really matters is the quality. Because I can have three people in there that actually are meant to be reading this. I'd rather have three people that are taking action than 200 people who are not. So you also have to think about that balance too when you're creating content for your business. So um, before I add this link, I wanted to ask you, Lisa, 
especially like earlier today, you know, just to give like a case and study point, you know, because we do also are working and I, I'm excited that we're we're using these things because like today talks about low carbs versus high carbs. Now, when when I'm thinking about the versus model, right? Oh, sorry, good carbs versus bad carbs. Yes. When you look at the the difference on those things and you put it out as an email, what would you say would be your how would you how would you structure it with the colors and the buttons and the content? I just want to see what you'd say. Hmm. Like if I was setting that information up to send it out as a email yeah. to my clients. Yeah. Hmm. I probably would pose a question in the subject line. You know, um let me let me let me think about that. Uh, good carbs or suspect or or maybe make a statement maybe make a bold statement like all carbs aren't created equal um or uh trying to think you put me on the spot i'm gonna have to think about it um, give me a, give me a minute favor yeah that, that's a good one yeah let me let me help you with this because i want to make it practical too Think, as you're thinking about what to say, because I want to come back to you on this, think about a question you'll ask them in the subject line. Like, I'll give you a sample example. <laughs> this is going to sound funny. Are you carb friendly? Question mark. Put an emoji. Say that again, favor. I'm sorry. So I was saying, are you carb or carbs friendly? So you can compound the name with the with a hyphen, hyphenate it, and then ask a question with a question mark, and then give the emoji. That's a sample to me. I don't, I wouldn't say do it or not do it, but I'm just giving you a sample. So if you want to like structure it out, because it's going to be good carbs versus bad carbs, you can use that as well. But if you also strike it out with a question, you know, are carbs good or bad for you? Question mark. You know, you can use those keywords in between that. So that when people are like, oh, okay, instead of saying it's bad or it's good, that question mark already sparks curiosity and that already allows them to open the email. So the goal is not just to send the email, it's also to allow them open the email. So when they click on it, it actually helps them get further through that email list or through that email funnel or even the messaging that you're trying to send. Does that help? Absolutely. And I'm going to use it. I have a newsletter due. <laughs> I'll tell you how it goes. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. Welcome back, Rocky. We were just talking about emails and, you know, how you can send. Hey. Yeah. Sorry, I was, in the, well, yeah. I was in the elevator, then I had to get my blood drawn. So I was trying to decide on if I was going to pass out or not, but I'm back. <laughs> Drink some water <laughs> too. Drink some water. Um, that will help too. Go ahead, Ken. One of the things I was going to say when you were talking about email subject lines, um, one of the things I like to use are um, MythBusters, um, depending on your customer or the particular avatar. So if it is about carbs, you know, dispelling a common known myth is a good way to get in a click to open. So if she said something like, um, "The only carbs you should eat if you're over forty or the three carbs to stay away from if you're trying to gain muscle, or you know five carbs that you should never eat if you're on an intermittent fasting diet, like something like that. It's like a myth buster, and folks are always curious about you know what I thought was correct might not be correct, and that curiosity and open loop gets people to open emails. 
Ooh, Ghostbusters. You got me thinking now. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. Rocky, how do you use your emails? Do you spark curiosity in the subject line or do you just tell them right out like this is what it is? Because Ken said something really good on that too. I um, I tell them what it is. Lately, I've been doing newsletters, but in my subject line, I do make sure I use emojis. Um, my open rate is actually really good. I have over 4,000 um, subscribers and I think it's at like a three, which I think is good. I, I heard it was good. Um, so I use like, you know, a little rocket ship, some kind of like cliffhanger. Um, last night I just straight up said, you know, flash sale or I'll straight up say 50% off. I know sometimes that goes straight to spam. Um, but another trick for me favor, even, you know, I can use the subject line is I make sure that I make people reply back to me. Like I did when y'all sign up for the boot camp. I'm like, Hey, reply. I'm in. That way you'll get this freebie because when they reply back, then, you know, they'll associate that with a relationship. So I try to do that as well. Um, but mo for, for the most part, it's direct. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Anywhere between two to three percent is good for an open rate. Sorry, for a click rate. And then for an open rate is anywhere like above 20 percent. 30 percent is like solid when you start hitting the 40s and the 50s. Yeah, that's it starts to just get better. And it actually shows that your content is really rich and you can push out your content even further. So, yeah, anywhere between those percentages are good. And yeah. And then, of course, when you segment your emails, it's even higher because of that closeness, especially because you're sending it to people that really needs that. So that's a really good one. Yeah. Emails are big, y'all. Uh, we can't do without them. You can't even purchase anything online if you don't put your email. That's how important it is. You can't even set up or, you know, sign into an app without putting your email. So it just tells you how important emails are and how you should not ignore them as a business because that's what validates your business. And what even validates it more is when you use your email marketing, you know, platform and you sign up with your work email, right? Your professional email. There's no way I can send favor at Gmail. I don't have an email like that. Favor at gmail.com. People, if they see that, they're going to, I mean, you will not even get the email. It might go to spam because you're using at gmail.com. You don't own gmail.com, the domain. So when you start using your domain and you start pushing out your content because it's your intellectual property from your website, then you're pushing out information that people can see and they can actually trust that because it's coming from you, the source. So when you start sending emails out like that, it starts to change how people connect with you. And that allows you to grow your business even further. If you don't send out the email, how will you know that email actually went? Like, would you really see that email? No, you won't really see that email because the email has been sent. You really, you didn't really know if this email was going to work or not, but because you sent it and because it went to the right person and they saw it and they connected with you, then you're always doing something right. Because if you don't send out that email, how will you know that that email will work? So. Send out emails and push out your emails. Another thing too, I'll say this really quickly, is using emails to qualify your leads, right? Using emails to qualify your leads. That sounds like a catch-22 in a way, because when you use emails to qualify your leads, you are sending them emails that have feedback responses, like click here, you know, to fill in this form. We just need a quick survey. And, you know, ask them one or two questions. Don't go beyond two. 
because um, Typeform did a research study. Typeform, the, the platform that allows you to, you know, pretty much collect data. They did a research, they did a case study, and they realized, you can Google that if you want to check it out, but they did a research that anywhere above two questions in your, I'm paraphrasing, anywhere above two questions in your your form, your survey, you know, any question you're sending out to people, it starts to literally go down. So the close rate or the finish rate or the success rate, if you can put it at like that, would be much lower after two questions. So it's best to ask one question and or two at the very most if you really want to like double down but if you ask one question and you send it to your email list and you get that feedback it's really good um to push out your content lisa rocky or ken have you ever thought about sending out like surveys or questions that they can answer so that you can segment them into a list that you can add more value to the email inboxes yeah i i need to do one for my merchandise business native unicorn i haven't figured out which platform that will split them up for me and automatically segment i got to find out how to do that but my different unicorns because every unicorn has a different personality so based on the questions that they ask i want them to go into that type of product so that when i do send out product launches it'll go directly to them so that's something i was supposed to have been launched like several years ago but i need to find a platform that can segment them for me um, there was one quiz platform. It started with an I. I can't think of which one it was, but yeah, I need to find one. But yeah. Um, now for my marketing, no, I just do polls. Um, and I need to, I need to separate. I need to go back and separate them as well because I've had that list for so long that I don't have them segmented. But from what I've done in Go High Level so far. Ooh, thank you for that. That's a good one. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Ken. Um, I've used them for customers, polls. Uh, they work out pretty good, but you can also use them directly in an email. I know ConvertKit allows you to ask a question in an email. You know, If you'd like to learn more about this or you want to receive that, click this link. If you want to do something completely different, hypothetically, click that link. And what it'll do is it'll tag that email and then send them something specific based on the link that they click. So it'll segment them by tag. So now you know what particular customer was interested in something. You'll see a lot of um, marketers, you know, ask what your revenue is. You know, are you a thousand to ten thousand? You know, eleven thousand to fifty thousand. And clicking on those respective links, one tags you as a potential customer based on the revenue they need you to have, but it also puts you in an email sequence based on the revenue that you're currently generating in your business. You know, if you're not at that, you know, two hundred thousand dollar a year mark, it's going to send you emails to give you strategies to get there. So a lot of those services will do it for you without actually delivering a quiz. And when I talked about active campaign earlier, being able to send that email immediately or within an hour or two hours helps for you to stay relevant for that particular customer and deliver the value that they were looking for almost immediately. Or if you know your customer works during the day, that email is not coming until six or seven when they get it home and have time to actually open it and read it and not have to bounce back and forth at work. So there are a lot of ways to segment. Quids are absolutely effective. There are visual quizzes. I mean, you can use video. You have audio quizzes, and there's a service called Video Ask, which does really good around quizzes where the video changes depending on what you clicked, kind of like that choose your own ending in a story. Um, but they really are effective when it comes to conversion and segmenting your audience. Oh, I've heard of Video Ask. I need to use that. Really quick favor, I'm sorry. Um, Ken, how do you feel about ConvertKit and their rate? Um, and because I, I hate that I left ConvertKit. However, the more you have on your email list, the higher they charge because they assume that you're making more money. 
Um, and that one, that's what I, I did not stand about ConvertKit. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so I'm kind of different when it comes to pricing, as long as they're not gouging. I mean, everybody's got to make money. Um, and I know I'm going to have to pay for services. Depending on the features or depending on your business or how you're going to engage your customer, I think that's going to really dictate which email service provider you use. ConvertKit is a little bit more expensive um, because they're really made for creators. They really kind of brand that were made for creators unless of those folks who really want to drill down on some of the specifics. So they assume you're going to be doing a lot more list building and less list cleaning. Um, so it helps them to make more money. At least that's what I think is happening with them. Uh, but they're, they're good to start off. I think for any beginning entrepreneur, though, go with a free service. Like I'm a big fan of MailerLite. They give you a lot of features. They integrate with WordPress really easy. And until you get your list to the point where you're actually monetizing it, um, try to stay as free as possible. But I mean, if you've got, I think they really start becoming problematic around what, 10,000 or 15,000 email addresses. Nah, so if, nah. if you're not, what is it's lower than that now? Ken, Ken, Ken. How long have you been with ConvertKit? Let me ask that first. Well, I, I pay for it yearly. I, I signed up years ago, so I'm in that kind of grandfather deal. Yeah. Where I pay three fifty for the year, so I don't I don't pay monthly. Yeah, that. So yeah. I'm not really you, I'm insulated from that. Yeah, you got often, um, and this is from a perspective of someone I've been using them for two or three years before they crossed over into that creator space. So I had them, and I only had about, you know, maybe a 1,000 followers. It was about $60. As soon as I crossed over into that 4,000 mark, they want you to pay close towards 200 to 300 a month. No, that's A month. <laughs> so you were lucky with the grandfather part, but that's another piece. I like that you brought up the free because they're really good at starting out. But that's why I switched over personally to go high level because it does everything for just $97 a month. And, you know, when he said, you know, stick to the free until you build, find you a platform that doesn't, you know, um, hurt you because you're growing, if that makes sense. I know they have to make money, but ConvertKit has gotten absolutely ridiculous when it comes to the pricing. Um, I felt robbed, which is why I left them, and I got I got super sad about it. <laughs> so I just wanted to hear your thoughts, but it makes sense because you're grandfathered in, so you don't see the, the struggle everybody else does with them. Yeah, I'm sorry they're robbing people. Yeah, that you see, emails are just it's it gets so crazy, and sometimes that's why we we cringe really quickly, you know, to send, you know, an email. So I really appreciate that that you said that too. You know, when you think about you know sending out emails and these emails have call to action points, what do you do when you don't get a response on an email? Have you ever felt like that? I'm just asking for the room too. Have you ever sent an email you didn't get one email response? They clicked on it, but they didn't really do what you told them to do. Have you ever been in that position? And if you have, what did you do? I mean, hell, ain't nothing you can do. <laughs> um, for me, I look at providing or getting, I actually just signed up for April Beverly's challenge, and that's doing better myself. At looking at what I'm doing or not doing that doesn't that they don't want to resonate with. If it becomes a pattern, and then I'll send a re-engagement email. And I always at every email saying, "Hey, if it doesn't resonate, unsubscribe." I ask people to unsubscribe for me if it doesn't resonate with them, because I don't want you there if you don't want to be there. Um, and that helps me clean out my list and make open rates better. Ooh, that's a good one. What about you, Ken? And then go to Lisa.
I'm sorry. I was I was looking up the pricing of ConvertKit because she had me shocked. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. More your thoughts? You see, you see them, Ken? Yeah, I, I don't know. They may have changed their pricing. Um, but for 5,000 subscribers, it's 79 bucks a month. So, and I know their pricing has changed up and down because there was a time that I looked at it and was like, this is ridiculously pricey. But I mean, right now for, and that's a monthly buy, it's 79 bucks a month for 5,000 subscribers. And I would only say this, not to, as far as pricing is concerned, the one thing that I'm really learning about email and you don't, and I'm sure you've heard this, you don't need a really, really big list to monetize. Like if you really work hard at qualifying, you know, the people you're going after, you know, really being deliberate in your subject matter, in your headlines and in the value that you offer, like 5,000 folks, if you, if you create a good relationship via email, you can monetize that pretty significantly. I've had some clients monetize email lists with like 1,200 people. So, you know, 50,000, 100,000, you in a different game then because you're just your email service provider fee is ridiculous. So you got to be really monetizing. But if you can put 5K, you know, you can really monetize properly if you got a really dialed in audience. Um, but I didn't hear the question, Fave. I'm sorry. That, that was, and I'm sorry, really quick, Ken, that was before the extra additions they have because they have other stuff you can add to it. And with everything I needed to add to it, that's why my price was the way it was. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, favor. That's my view. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I was asking Ken, um, I was asking the room too, like if you sent an email and they didn't take action on it and you saw they went through it, they clicked on it, they didn't do anything, what would you do? And if that has happened, what would so you do? So there are a couple of services out there. Uh, I'm not sure who does it. I haven't seen it in a while that if they clicked on the link but didn't take action on the page, um, because I know ConvertKit allows you um, to be able to tag what happens on that page. So the active campaign, you can resend the email with a different subject line. Um, what I've seen really work is if the first subject line had them take action, but nothing happened, you can send a different email with a subject line that's tailored to the fact that they didn't take action and possibly what they're missing out in order to get them to take action on that particular item or that particular agenda. Um, again, though, this is when folks are really, really drilling down or selling products or you're in that last uh, part of your sales sequence when you really want to get that person off the fence. You know, they clicked the email because they were interested, it got to the page and maybe didn't take action. Um, similar to abandoned cart. So now how do you incentivize them to go back to that page and take action? How do you remind them of what their life's going to look like if they don't complete that thought because they've already shown intent? So I guess a second email that goes out with a little bit more urgency or possibly changing that subject line to speak to what would cause them not to complete the sale um, would be the first step. Ooh, I love that. I really love that. And I think also getting to, for me, what I would do is, you know, send, like you said, to uh, send an email that will also ask them why they didn't or do a video, you know, have a video, put it up there and actually tell them the reason or what's what's stopping them. Like tell them the reason why they're not doing it. And sometimes people are not aware. I think I read it in a book that 60 people, yeah, 60 percent of people are problem. They're not problem aware. Actually, 60 percent of them are not problem aware just because they don't know what what else to say or what else to do so it can really get confusing especially if they don't know what you know action to take so it really gets a little bit different but i really appreciate you for you know bringing that up ken and rocky as well lisa did you want to um, add on to that what would you do um what i have done recently because i have the same issue that rocky i don't know if rocky was talking about this in your room or her room earlier where people will um, sign up for something and not necessarily click the link to um, 
be taken to my Facebook community. So I'll notice that I have people that signed up, but I won't see them in the community. So I'll send an email out like, hey, you know, um, here's the link again to join. And what I've done is just try to capture their attention in different ways in the subject line. Um, and, you know, and I do use emojis in my subject line as well. So um, at the end of the day, it's kind of like what Rocky said, if you've um, kind of like sent out the smoke signals like, hey, over here, that's, that's really all that you can do. And when you see that those numbers don't match up, it's kind of like, wow, you know, I had them sign up. Um, they've even paid but they're, they never um, join a community to get inside where all the resources are, where the classes or the workshops are. So um, all you can do is your due diligence. And I at least have tried <laughs> with some people maybe like two or three times. So at the, at the end of the day, I'm thinking like, I've done everything that I could. So it's on them if you know that you're a part of a, a challenge or a workshop or you know you have the date in your calendar it, it you know at least leading up to it you should say to yourself hmm i wonder why i haven't received any additional information or i know i'm supposed to be in a group so maybe i should follow up so all, all you can do is what you can do that's true. And you said the same thing Rocky said too. You can you can't just you I mean you tried, you know, but if they take action and they do it, that's good for them. If the doctor tells you take this how many times a day and you don't, well, that's up to you. You know, so it's really up to you. We all have choices to make and we all make those choices and eventually we look at our choice and we're like, I wish I could have wish yeah, it happened. So I definitely want to appreciate you, Lisa, Rocky, and Ken as well. I think Ken, this is your first time maybe connecting with Lisa and Rocky. I may be mistaken just yeah you know i'm just kind of getting back on clubhouse um you know getting back working with you again just seeing how we can help people with all the stuff we've experienced over the years so true so true yeah thank you so much i appreciate that awesome guys so we have a minute left and please make sure you click this link up top uh because i want to be very quick on this too i do have something for you that i'm excited to share with you on this you know really really good day september 20th right the link up top, if you click on the link up top right now, click on it, save it in your browser, because when the room closes, the replays are on, but I'll be taking them off. Right now, I'm just you know putting them together so you guys have ample time, because I know everyone's doing th different things, so eventually you will not see the replays. But make sure that you click the link up top here in the description and click on the link, because this is a 24 hours. You're going to save $950 if you click on the link right now and you literally sign in, get your name, put your name and your email, you're gonna get an email that's gonna lead you to, and you actually put a screenshot so you can see where you're going. Cause sometimes visual communication is best, especially when it's time sensitive. So click the link. And once you click on the link, you'll get an email, check your email. And then once you click on the button or you click on the link, it will now take you to the place where you will now get this and save $950 today. The code is 47. So you're getting this for 47 bucks. So by the time you buy it today, by this time tomorrow, it's 12 p.m. By 12 p.m. tomorrow, it's gone. That code is gone. So click the link right now, sign up. As soon as you sign up, you get an email, take action. Don't wait. 
Because if you wait and we're here tomorrow and you didn't take action, don't come asking me for that coupon code. It's in your email. <laughs> so click on the link and it's $47 only, 24 hours are left. And you can start now. So that's why I didn't put this at the beginning of the room because I didn't want to disrupt the room. But yeah, make sure you click on the link right now. I'll give you guys some time to click on it, to save it in your browser, or just come back, listen to the replay and get it. If you already signed up before, check your email and you'll get it in there as well. As we leave, put in the chat, actually, because I wanted, for those who have, who have taken action, right? If you've taken action on the link above, put in the chat, what your biggest takeaway has been from today's conversation, whether it's Mondays, yesterday's or today's, what is that, you know, number one thing that you're taking away? Cause we need to get into, you know, the next room as well for Travis Michelle really quickly. So if you have been able to take action, click on the link and then put us in the chat. What is your biggest takeaway? If none of y'all are saying anything, it's cool. We can now move over to the next room because I don't want to take anyone's time either. Okay, Ken said, um, Lisa said, utilizing SEO and email marketing. Ken said to use more quiz or polls and email marketing. Yes, that's a big one. That's a really big one. Okay, awesome. Using emojis. You said using emojis, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Lisa, Lisa said it well. You know, using SEO, it's so, so important. Um, Kimmy said, I need to delete all of my drip emails and start all over. Don't worry, Kimmy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We'll make sure that it works out for you as well. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, Dr. Sharon said, I have to get my emails together. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Sharon, we, we need to take action today. We need to take action today. We can't wait for tomorrow. We got to take it today. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I can't get the other link for uh, Travis Michelle. So I don't know if someone can help me or I'll just close the room down and just stay in the house and you'll just see. Yeah, I think it's just better that way so that we don't disrupt the room. But make sure that you, you know, click on the link, enter the Rocky's um, social with Rocky House and Travis Michelle is on right now. So where's the link to the offer? The link is up top. The link is up top, but I'll put the link in the chat for you guys as well, just to make sure that you all get it. So click the link in the chat or click the link at the top of the room. And once you get that, you're gonna get an email immediately and take action immediately. If you don't take action today, it's gone tomorrow. I've never done this before, but I'm just doing this because I'm feeling generous and I want to help you guys really take action today. So click the link, you're welcome, Stacy. Yeah, so click the link, it's only $47. You're saving $950 and you're getting the full experience plus the training with me. I don't do that often. So whoever takes it, you'll be so lucky. You're spending six hours with me with content that you can actually apply and have recorded content for yourself going forward. So with that said, thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate you all. Hope you have a wonderful time and we see you in Travis Michelle's room.